You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Jesse from Pinup Artist Management. And today I want to talk a little bit about why the show is not over when you play your encore. Uh, let's be real. Most of us are not in the place in our career where we even have the ability of playing an encore. So really that title is just clickbait. Uh, but let me explain what I mean. I'm going to assume here that we all have played shows at this point. Um, and uh, look, I know that when you finish your set, it's time to you know remove gear from the stage. It is time to get cleared from there as quick as you can so that the next band can set up. Don't be one of those bands that breaks his freaking drum set with a dozen cymbals on a giant rack with two bass drums. Uh, don't be that guy to begin with and do not break your stuff down on the stage. Just get the stuff off there as fast as you can and uh, be courteous. Don't go over your set uh, length. Get the hell out of the way so the next band can get on. Um, now look, that needs to happen, but there's something else that needs to happen. As soon as you're done playing, that 10 to 15 minutes between uh, your band set and the next band is the most crucial 10 to 15 minutes that you have uh, in the entire evening other than playing your set and playing that well. What I mean by that is that that 10 to 15 minutes is the moment in time where your set is the freshest in potential new fans' minds, and you need to have somebody in the band, you know, whoever the people person is, you know, it could be the lead singer. A lot of times it's going to be the lead singer, uh, but there's some times where, you know, one other person is the face of the band or they're the most personable one. Uh, they're better at talking to people, whatever. Maybe it's two of you. In my band, there's two of us. Uh, but you need to send those people to the merch table and you need to interact with as many people as possible. Um, you need to not only interact with them and, uh, you know, be all smiles and, you know, uh, you know, ask them how they like the set, but try to actually connect with each and every person that you're talking to, you know, give each of them a couple minutes. Uh, you know, obviously if you have a freaking line out the door, those people are going to be there, um, you know, for you, even after the next band goes on, if, uh, they want to meet you that bad, but I'm going to assume that, you know, we have a dozen people or so after each and every set that are going to come up. They're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to take pictures with you, etc. You need to make that time available to them. If they took all of this time to come out and, uh, you know, spend their, you know, not only their, their Friday or their Saturday night uh, watching your band, but they're also spending their money that they had to work for to come see you, um, then you need to give back to the fans and, you know, spend a little bit of time uh, with them. You know, like I said, connect with with the fans, um, you know, try to find something personable about them that you can relate to, build rapport with your audience. And, uh, you know, the reason for this is because we want to make sure that we have made lifelong fans out of these people. And, uh, that they're going to come back next time we're in town. Um, it's, it's really the best thing that you can do for your career, um, aside from making great music, is spending time appreciating your audience, learning your audience, and knowing your audience. You know, Once you figure out those very simple things, uh, you can truly make huge waves in your career. Now, 
let me give you an example. You go play at a place you've never been to. There's 20 kids in the crowd. You've never met any of them. And only one kid has appreciated what you did enough to come and say hi to you. You know, maybe some of the other people didn't even clap. Uh, you had the two tough guys at the front that wouldn't mosh and they just crossed their arms the whole time, always acting unamused. Well, screw those guys. They're just freaking hardcore elitists or whatever. Anyway, that's not the person you need to focus your time and energy on. You need to focus your time and your energy on the one kid that, you know, maybe he even came there alone, but he is there having a great time, loving everything you're doing, freaking passionately staring you in the eyes while you, you know, play or whatever it happens to be. Um, you need to make time for that fan because that fan is going to, you know, remember this moment forever. He is going to tell, he or she is going to tell all of their friends um, you know, how they had such a great time at your concert and they are going to make sure that their friends come out to experience that too next time you're in town. Now that brings me to another point, you know, there's no point in touring anywhere at all if you don't plan to go back. You know, we all like to have memories of, you know, freaking pack stages and all of that kind of stuff, doing all this cool, uh, do, all, doing all these cool shows all over the world. But, you know, you have to build a fan base it's not just going to happen your first time uh out there and so you need to be okay with playing shows that are 20 kids uh in hopes that the next time that you play it's 40 kids and then that keeps growing it's hard work you gotta grind but if you make those conversions on the floor uh right after your set that 10 to 15 minutes after your set that is the most valuable time that you have you know connect to everybody um make it a great experience for them and make sure that you remember them this is a great time to you know increase your social media followers at the same time you can simply say thank you so much for coming out please you know, keep in touch with us. I would love it if you added us on social media, you know, pull your phone out right now. You can even freaking take their phone and type your band name or your personal, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever into their phone and click the follow button for them. That way, you know, it's done. Also, you've just jotted yourself down a note for tomorrow when uh, you wake up, you know, in the next city and you can look at your phone and say, oh yeah, that was who that person was. I remember that. I'm going to, you know, keep in touch. Drop a couple comments on their posts every once in a while when you see them, you know, make sure that you keep that uh, personable aspect about you and remind people that we're just humans too, you know, and we appreciate them as much as they appreciate us. If you miss that step and you act like a cock star or, um, you know, have this Hollywood mentality that I'm just the best and, you know, everybody else sucks and I want nobody else to succeed and leave something for them, for the crowd to remember, um, and for the fans to remember you by other than just having a bad attitude or acting like you're too good to talk to people, well, then your career is going to be short. Uh, nobody likes that. You know, there's a reason why autographs are cool because you got to, you know, say you, you know, met so-and-so or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's not all about the fame aspect of it. You need to, you know, be a good person and have, um, you know, a relationship with these people. Try to remember them. Try to make sure that you hit them up on the next time. Uh, the next time you're going to go to their city, hit them up and say, hey, we're going to be hitting this pizza place beforehand. Like if anybody wants to come, like, you know, that would be sick. Spend time with them. Make it feel. Look, I'm telling you, if you make friends out of all your fans, you will uh, 
they will stay your fans and support everything you do for a hell of a lot longer. They will be the first one to buy your new merch when it comes out. They'll be the first one to buy your album when it comes out. They'll be the first one to uh, hit the pre-save link, uh, you know, for their streaming services when you announce a new song. Those are the people you want on your team. Uh, so make that happen. You know, do not load your crap out of the venue and then just freaking go to the bus, uh, you know, to smoke a bowl or whatever. Just freaking go in and, you know, hang out with people. Keep a smile on your face. You know, introduce yourself to the staff of the venue. Make sure that you shake their hand firmly and look them in the eye and tell them, you know, that you had a great time. If you had a good time and other people get that back to the promoter and the the venue that you had a good time and that you were a nice person, they are going to let you come back every time. If you act like a dick, they are not going to let you come back. Um, and you're not going to make fans. You just wasted that entire trip. All right. That's my two cents for this week. Um, I will be back next week on Monday. And uh, of course, if you have anything that you'd like to say or any topics that you think I should cover, please email me jesse at pinupartistmanagement.com. You know, you can find me at jesse AIB on Instagram and Twitter. Um, And I'm obviously just, you know, you look under my name on Facebook and you'll find me Jesse Barton. Uh, All right. Peace. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Yeah! The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.